Welcome, everybody, to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break Podcast, uh, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, currently presented by Nobody. Um, so if you or anybody you know wishes to give us uh, or wants to sponsor with us, uh, feel free to reach out to us at RockyMountainSN.com, uh, and we will have our first sponsor in February. So anyways, on today's show, we're going to get into the next few games with the Nuggets here, uh, the Jazz coming up and the Pelicans, both on national TV. So uh, greater than Denver can witness Nikola Jokic's greatness. But uh, today I got Glenn with me. How are you doing, sir? Hey, hey Jay. how's it going, Nuggets Nation? Yep, glad to have you back on. Um, we've had a little bit of a hiatus, obviously caught up with Ashar yesterday, um, had some great talks. So definitely looking forward to getting into Nuggets with you. Um, and yeah, so, you know, coming off the Pistons game, not too much to decipher, really, uh, as far as the actual Nuggets play goes. Not a game we really got into too much. So I'm mostly looking ahead and uh, at a pretty favorable schedule, in my opinion. And obviously, uh, we got the Jazz coming up first. Uh, we were just talking before the show that they beat Milwaukee yesterday. They kind of spanked them, um, even without uh, Damian Lillard. But uh, Jazz are kind of an interesting team. I don't look at their team and say they're they don't look like a bat like a terrible roster. But they've uh, kind of played pretty terrible this year. Uh, what are your kind of first thoughts about Utah Jazz? Uh, we haven't seen much this year. I don't think we've seen them at all. Have we played them yet? Um, no, I don't believe so. Um, it's kind of weird. Usually we've played them by now. Yeah, I mean, it seems like we had the Clippers and the Rockets nonstop to start the <laughs> season off, and then now we're finally getting into the meat of our schedule. But, uh, yeah, the Jazz are, you know, on paper, look like a great team. But, you know, in my opinion, have, have really kind of underperformed so far uh so far into the season now that being said you know they they have been playing pretty well the past week or two uh i think jake you said maybe they were eight two in their last 10. yep um uh so that's that's pretty interesting to me um i know clarkson's been going off on people lately and maybe they're finally getting some pieces put together and so uh i'll be interested to see if the jazz make a little run from here and climb up the conference standings uh, and you know, try to maybe just creep up above 500 and, and just try to stay consistent. Um, after us tomorrow night, they've got uh, Toronto, the Lakers, the Pacers, who just lost Tyrese Halliburton for um, um, I'm not sure what he's going to be out at this point, but yeah. probably quite a while. Golden State, and then back to a tough game um, uh, against Oklahoma City. So their next five or six for them, um, not including us, are they're kind of winnable games for them. So I'm going to see if they rise to that occasion. Yeah, I'll definitely get back to that. Um, I did want to mention I was, we, I was wrong. Uh, we did play them back on October 30th. Mm. Uh, and then we won 110 to 102. So uh, that one, uh, I had gone into the ether. Uh, totally forgot about that. Um, that would have been one of the first games of the season. But yeah, Jazz haven't been really been paying attention to. Obviously, like you said, looking at the roster at first, it's not like a terrible roster. Um, obviously, Laurie Marketing's always an interesting matchup for us uh, just because of his size and 
<clears throat> excuse me, how big the Jazz have been playing. But uh, it looks like they've been starting uh, John Collins at uh, center uh, since, and they moved Kessler to the bench. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, I would fully expect Kessler to start against the Nuggets. Uh, if they decide to start John Collins, uh, that is asking to lose. <laughs> I can't imagine Collins matching up with Jokic in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think even Gordon it can be a tough matchup for Collins, let alone uh, Jokic. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I imagine we're going to put Gordon on Laurie. Uh, might stick MPJ on him. I could see that matchup as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, eight and two in the last ten, and man, they've beat some good teams recently. Uh, I was looking uh, at their that eight and two winning streak, and they obviously beat the Milwaukee, uh, built beat the Bucks pretty handedly. Uh, like I mentioned yesterday, uh, they beat the Sixers before that. Uh, they lost to the Celtics. Uh, they beat the the Pistons one fifty four to one forty eight. Huge. No defense being played. <laughs> uh, and then they beat Dallas, Miami, uh, lost to New Orleans, and then San Antonio and Toronto they won again. So they beat a few good teams recently. A lot of that schedule is a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's they're just not a team like the Pistons, for example, that we can just show up and steamroll. Uh, they are someone we're going to actually have to try against. And uh, really contain Lori Markinen as well. Um, but they're kind of middle of the pack as far as offense, defense goes. Actually, worse than that, they're low 20s. So to your point about them climbing the, stand, the standings, they might climb, climb into the play-in. Is that what you were kind of thinking? Uh, yeah, and I don't even know if I would go that far. I, I think maybe what I was thinking was over the next, uh, you know, Maybe call it three or four weeks, I guess. Just okay. looking at their, their upcoming schedule is all. Um, I still don't really think they're a play-in team at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, if they can, they can win four or five of the next few games, that will obviously bump them up in the conference. And um, after that, it's tough. Yeah. It's a bit hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's kind of funny they have they have one more loss than the Lakers right now, so they're them and the Lakers are fighting for the tenth spot. Uh, Lakers currently have it. There, Jazz are only half a game out of the play-in. So, I mean, Golden State's out of the play-in right now. Memphis is, and they probably will now stay now that Jaws out the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it one of the good teams is going to miss the playoffs. And if the Jazz get into the play on then two, and I don't want to say good teams, but teams you think would at least, like Golden State doesn't seem like a non-playing team. They seem like playing that worse, I would have thought. Uh, then you got the Lakers, Rockets, Phoenix, and Pelicans in the play on currently. And those are all, like, teams I would think could could make the playoffs, right? So – Man, it's such a mess right there. Yeah, it's there has been some there's been some musical chairs in the Western Conference the last few weeks. Uh, it's really been kind of interesting to me. I mean, the Rockets have dropped unexpectedly. Yeah. 
you know, and teams go on little runs, and that's why I, that's why I look at that last ten stat in the first place, just to see, um, you know, who's running right now and who's dropping, and that's natural. Teams do that throughout the year, um, but I, you know, I didn't expect the rocks to drop the Rockets to drop that far. Um, I did not expect the Clippers to be uh, climbing as quickly as they have. Um, I think the Kings are probably as expected at this point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's just a few teams that I think really, um, although they have pieces, they just haven't put it together as a team just yet. And I think the Jazz are one of those teams, even even to the Warriors to, to a lesser extent. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, the, the Jazz always plays us tough. Laurie Markinen's a hard matchup no matter no matter what day of the uh, what night of the week it is. And um, yeah, it should be a fun game. Yeah, I, I would actually disagree. I think the Rockets regress to the mean. I feel like that they're playing kind of how who they are now, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But the Clippers have just melted quicker and now I'm like, oh crap! Do I actually have to like worry about them? Uh, which we'll get into later this week. We'll be yeah. doing a a pod on the uh, potential playoff uh, matchups and which teams we're looking at for the West. But yeah, just to kind of wrap up the Utah talk here. I I mean I think we should win. It is an away game, but I to me I mean. The the Jazz are eleven and five at home. They're a terrible road team, so eleven and five isn't too bad. But I think they should be eleven and six after we leave. And I I do enjoy watching Kessler play Jokic. I think he plays them hard and tough, and it's always fun to see a, a touted defense young defensive center go up against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their backcourt is pretty weak. I think Dunn might get the assignment with. Uh, Murray, so I would expect uh, Murray and probably Porter to be explored, exploiting some of their perimeter defense, uh, along with Jokic really just teaching young guys lessons like he always has. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm kind of looking for for the one. What are you thinking about uh, for this one? Yeah, I, th- I think the same. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, especially lately, Jokic kind of get a feel for the game and uh, – you know, if he's if he's feeling like he needs to facilitate, and it's a good teaching opportunity for players down the bench, uh, and to get other guys involved, then he'll do that. If he needs a scorer, he does that as well. And so, um, it's it's fun watching a guy just just kind of do whatever he needs to do night in and night out to make sure the team wins. I love that unselfishness. You know, for him to have four points the last game with 16 assists was. It was interesting, but I just loved it because, you know, Jokic always says when he gets an assist, he makes two people happy. And you could tell the rest of the guys, even the guys down the bench, were just ecstatic to finally get those minutes and be involved in the game. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow night, just like every other Nuggets game for sure. Yeah, and on Friday we got the Pelicans coming into town, uh, also on ESPN. So we're getting back-to-back. nationally televised games here pelicans are a whole different story than the jazz they're not nearly as bad as them um i wouldn't call them quite good yet but i think they're trending in that direction there's been a lot of national chatter on them they're currently sixth on defense so that's kind of their 
what they've been good at this year, at least defensive rating, uh, and then the 14th in offense. So they've struggled a little bit on offense. Uh, Zion's kind of been inconsistent, and Brandon Ingram's been a kind of world beater this year a little bit. Uh, I saw a graphic today um, on Twitter. I don't remember who made it, but they took a court and they put on the court uh, each spot the player's photo of who's made the most field goals from that spot in the NBA this year. It was pretty interesting to see. Of course, Jokic was right in that little middle floater zone. Mm -hmm. uh, but you saw Brandon Ingram uh, held almost the uh, – so if you're facing the basket, the entire left mid-range side of that graphic. Uh, oh, man, I was – In the NBA. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, don't tell me a second, because if I had to picture Brandon Ingram right now, 12 to 15 <laughs> footer right on, right on the yep. elbow. Yep. Yep, right on the the left side of the basket. Yeah, like he owned about three spots right there. Amazing. And there's not a lot of players on that graphic that own multiple spots. There's, I mean, Curry has three also. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, Bogdanovich has two on the uh, right three point line area, the Makes wing sense. to where the corner starts. Um, and there's some, there's just some interesting ones. Gian Giannis was on was the rim. Of right. course, because he's the most he makes the most shots there, um, and Luca had like two or three. So the fact that Ingram had kind of that whole little banana right there um, was really interesting to me, and you know I think it's it's going to be an interesting matchup for us, especially I mean obviously in this game, but especially if it becomes a playoff matchup because. You have Zion, who really demands probably Gordon. Like, there's really no other player. Maybe like maybe you could put Jokic on him, but I st I Yo like Zion is too quick for Jokic. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. too bouncy. He's not really a traditional post-up player. Um, he's more of a more of a triple threat kind of player. And Ingram is one of the taller guys that I don't think is a good matchup for KCP. Uh, just the way he shoots over people and just kind of has become, he kind of reminds me of DeMar uh, of DeRozan a little bit where he kind of yeah. rises up really well and, and has just gotten used to just not seeing people yeah. um, in the mid range. And so it's not a great matchup for KCP. So I'm really interested to see how MPJ looks against Ingram. I think that's actually probably a decent matchup for him. And I would like MPJ to get some more assignments as he's shown this mm -hmm. season and as he plays to just continually be a, a good defender now. I mean, a lot of the time, he's, he's still – it's the off-ball stuff. I think MPJ really struggles with a lot still because he's a lot of weak side closeout mm -hmm. and he's not quick-footed like that to close out and then contain. So – that's kind of my first thoughts when we're playing the Pelicans. And then they got Herb Jones guarding Murray. And that's just a nightmare for any guard. <laughs> yeah, that, that's almost unfair. I almost feel bad for him already. Yeah, and Murray gets it every game too. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on New Orleans so far? Uh, I, I've been impressed with them. I think I think they're doing the best they can with Zion just being pretty, you know, a fairly inconsistent, explosive player. Um, 
you know, and Ingram has stepped up undoubtedly. And to your point, who's going to be uh, our guy to kind of guard him tomorrow night? Or sorry, when we play them. Um, yeah, you know, Ingram's Ingram's not. He's got a great uh, a great first left step. Um, he's strong left-handed and then pulls up that 12 to 15 footer where he just, you know, he reminds me of Chris Paul where he just buries it all the time. Hmm. Um, but he's not particularly quick. So you'd think MPJ with his length, would be able to close out and at least maybe just slow Ingram down a little bit. And I think that's maybe all I can hope for. So you think, you think that Malone's going to put MPG on him to start the game, or you think he's going to go to KCP and then learn his lesson? No, I, yeah, no, I think, I think KCP is probably going to get the Ingram guard uh, out of the gate. Yeah. Um, And then uh, potentially maybe we might see MPJ uh, pick him up, when KCP is resting or maybe if they get switched out uh, on the court at times. Yeah. I, like I said, no. I don't, I don't like the matchup too much, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how KCP does KCP guard Paul George quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. when we played the, the Clippers and they're Paul George is actually taller than Brandon Ingram. I think Paul George is listed at six ten now. Yeah. You remember? Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of the, I feel like the, a lot of the height listings have, crept up over the years <laughs> gives everybody more than they actually are paul george was one of those guys though that came into the league i think i want to say he was like six five six six and he actually grew like four inches while in the league that's insane he's like he player. yeah when he was in indiana because they had danny granger as their number one so he was kind of yeah off to the right. side developing a little bit still and yeah like george like sprouted and that's why he kind of stayed at the tooth guard you know, small forward, um, even though, you know, if he had come into the league at that height, he probably would have been a 3-4 rather than a 2-3. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's just one of the weird things about Paul George. Um, it's kind of crazy. He's about as tall as MPJ. But, yeah, he's a big guy. Um, he's probably, yeah, got, I, probably got at least 20 or 30 pounds on MPJ as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm I'm always interested to see Zion play just out of pure basketball fandom. Uh, I feel like he kind of slept through the last game we played, and then at the mm-hmm. end, like turned it up. I remember him killing us for just a few buckets here and there. Um, yeah, he, he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't really been a killer, and no, he's he's a big guy. He's explosive. He's a lot to handle down low. But generally, he likes to go left, and he'll go left seventy-five percent of the time, if not more. And that's that's generally known throughout the league. Yeah, and the scouts so, out on him for sure. Yeah, yeah, the scouts exactly. The, the scouting reports out on him, and so the, the problem with him though is yes, he goes left every time, but he can get to his left every time. You know, exactly. It, yeah. it's almost like you know it's coming. You still can't stop him from doing it. Yeah. It seems always boom. Right back, left, you know, even if he drives right, boom, right back, left, getting like some little hook or wide angle layup off the glass. And, you know, a year ago, back when we played, back when I think it was like right around Christmas when the Pelicans were the number one seed. And a lot of people forget that they were the number one seed and then Zion got hurt. I was a little bit worried and I was like, oh man, like that's a guy in the playoffs. I just don't want to see, like, I just don't know what you do with that. Yeah. Uh, 
Tough and it's kind of changed now. I just I don't have the same fear, even though they got a really good roster. I, I like Dyson Daniels coming out of the draft. I think he's a great backup guard. Uh, Herb Jones is like the accelerated version of Peyton Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got, uh, was it Murphy, who's just a perfect three and D wing. And I, I mean, that team kind of reminds me a little bit of the Nuggets wings. And I hope that our guy, our bench can really play up to that uh, when they do play them on Friday. And I really like, I think this is another game. It's, it's going to be tough for Murray to get off. Really got to see Jokic go at uh, whoever is guarding him. Doesn't even matter if he gets Zion switched down to him, whoever. Uh, and I, I want to see MPJ still be aggressive because I think, I mean, Ingram is probably the weak link. Uh, I mean, McCollum is, but they're going to stick McCollum on KCP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see Porter be still continue to be aggressive. I don't know. We hadn't talked about this yet. Did you? I, I felt last game after MPJ's comments that the team looked for him more and he was more aggressive to score. Did you yeah. notice that as well? Yeah, it was hard to it was hard to uh, differentiate because Jokic was generally just distributing to to everybody. It was clear yeah. he was doing you know intending on doing that from the get go. Um, but to me, and I think I might have even commented uh, on the interwebs just in one of the groups that uh, you know I thought after those comments because somebody like Jokic is so cerebral, you think he's not paying attention, but he absolutely does pay attention, and. Long story long, I thought there was going to be a concerted effort to get the ball to MPJ for sure. And there were definitely times where I felt like Jokic was going out of his way, yeah. uh, you know, to make a skip pass or a cross-court pass to get get over to MPJ open somewhere. So I think they'll be, you know, I'm hoping that continues. MPJ has been lights out lately. Um, I, I have to give him a ton of credit. He's been playing pretty smart basketball as well. And so why, you know, why wouldn't you find him? Um, yeah, and even when it's those little skip passes, like you mentioned, or just yeah. like little floater passes, like MPJ this year, the difference between this year and any other year is he's finally like started to develop this ineptitude for catching them, running him off the line, and him being able to attack off of closeouts and things happen off mm-hmm. of those. Absolutely. It's not all, and he's and it's not always a bucket from him. And so that's something that can be utilized. It's not just Murray who can attack closeouts, right? Because um, yeah, KCP isn't a great closeout attacker, um, which is not his role. But, yeah, MBJ is pretty much one that I look for with Jokic. What are your keys to winning this game against the Pelicans? Um, you know, I, I, I almost feel bad that we didn't even mention it yet, but um, Jonas Valanciunas plays Jokic really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that guy gets after it, and I think that's one of the reasons why, why even when Zion's not really having a big night, um, uh, we'd really kind of struggle with the Pelicans at times. Um, and then you you also add in their you know their spark plug Alvarado comes off the bench and gives them huge energy, especially versus our bench, and that becomes a bad matchup real quick. And so. Um, I was actually just checking this out, but in the last 20 games against the Pelicans, we're 11 and nine against them. Mm-hmm. 
So we Good underperform person. against the Pelicans big time. If you compare that to probably anybody else in the league, um, I'd be interested to know what that stat would look like versus Sacramento as well, which is a team we usually struggle against. But um, yeah, I think we have to keep the energy up. You obviously have to play some defense. Um, and I kind of like what we're seeing lately of the ball moving quite a bit. And I think we need to stick with that. Yeah, definitely. Keep the ball moving. Don't let it stick. This is not the team to let it stick against. They're sixth in defense. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Herb Jones is going to be a terror. It, the best thing is to create that half step and then keep it moving. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So that one I really look forward to. I'm a little bit afraid we're going to drop that one, but yeah, they, I didn't even know that stat that you the eleven and nine was eleven and nine, right? Yeah. Eleven and nine over the last twenty. Yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad against a Western Conference opponent. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah, I at least for the Nuggets standards, I, we're you know we're talking about Nuggets standards here, not league yeah. standards. But right. yeah, I, I'll really enjoy that game. Uh, we're gonna be back on Thursday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the the Jazz um, and probably get into some more Pelican talk, but. Um, until that time, any other thoughts on these two games, Glenn? No, I think these are going to be fun ones. You know, we're in the we're in the the meat of the season right now, as they like to call it, and so you know, it could be a different guy at any given any given night stepping up and and, and playing strong for us. And uh, I'm loving Peyton Watson lately. Christian Brown's been great too, and um, looking forward to seeing these guys get some more minutes, which means hopefully we just keep blowing teams out. Yeah, hopefully the Jazz is one of those games the bench can go off on, right? Yeah. And just yep. get some extended run. Uh, you know, I really in Pick Pickett and Gillespie have been falling out in the G League, so I don't know if I haven't seen anything yet on Twitter about if they've been called up. Uh, well, usually one of them's with the team. Uh, um, in time. Yeah, um, Colin was with the team. Um, the other night and so was hunter tyson and braxton key and let's see yep. well braxton's got a contract but um yeah oh, no, braxton's a two-way braxton's a two-way or sorry picket yeah well yeah picket yeah as a contract but right. i i've noticed they've kind of swapped gillespie and picket a few yeah. times because they they seem to want to keep a third point guard around mm -hmm. um i'm sure in case a, an injury happens while in a game you got a third string uh, that's capable. I really liked uh, Braxton Key in this last game that he ended up being able mm -hmm. to play in. I was glad to see him get minutes. Uh, yeah, I know it was against Detroit, but, man, he seems like a real interesting prospect, kind of a tweener. For sure. Uh, so <laughs> he seems like a four, and it's like, man, if Vlatko comes back, all of a sudden we have a bunch of fours again. Like we've yeah. always seemed to have a bunch of fours. So not sure if he'll stick, but it was cool to see him play. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I'm really – the Peyton Watson ride, I will continue to ride. I don't want to hype it up too much because we are going to have to talk to, about him a lot this season, I feel mm -hmm. like. Uh, so I'm just going to enjoy it now. Uh, but, anyways, guys, that will do it for the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Uh, like I said, we will be back on Friday and – Thanks for the great talk, Glenn. All right. Thanks, everybody.